0: Uh, welcome into the Irish NFL show. We're from LA, pre-recorded with the main man, the king of the NFL, the UK, Ireland, Sky Sports NFL host, Neil Reynolds. Neil, uh, a warm welcome to this show. It's it's great to have you on.
1: Thank you. And you've read the script. I I have to be <laughs> referred to as that every time. So <laughs> uh, it's great to be with you. Uh, yeah, it feels like Christmas Eve, doesn't it?
0: It's been it's been a pretty mad couple of months. Like, and like, forgetting about September, October, the last month, Neil, has been crazy. You know, how have you slept over the last month? Because there's something happening every five minutes.
1: Uh, I mean, it's just been incredible. And, and we get so kind of excited covering the games that, you know, we'll cover them on a Saturday night in the playoffs. And then I'll get back in the studio the next day and, and me and Jeff will look at each other and say, how much did you sleep? Like three hours. You're like, you ready to go again? And it's like, yeah, let's do it. And you just, but you just, we were fortunate because the playoffs were so great right so uh, whenever it's like that and it just the adrenaline carries you through you don't actually need sleep i've been saying for weeks now I'll, sl- I'll sleep in february it's just been it's just been brilliant it's just yeah and sometimes we haven't even needed to overanalyze it sometimes you just take a step back and say this is fantastic and that's what it's been
2: yeah, so, so many memorable moments and who knows what a uh, Sunday will, will bring. One of the things, Neil, that maybe hasn't been talked about enough, I think, in terms of this particular Super Bowl is we talked about the head coaches, talked about the quarterbacks and defenses. These are two teams, though, that have executives that have gone about team building in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Depending on the winner, is is this going to be like Les Snead or Duke Tobin as a, executive of the year? And we know it's a copycat league. Is, is are they going to follow the the mode of the winner?
1: Well, I think there's certainly that possibility. I think so many GMs are wedded to the draft, though, so it'll be it'll take a lot to. To change that mindset, but I love that storyline. That's one of the big stories to me. Is you know you got the Rams who, at first glance, are built on superstars. You know they're built on uh, they're built on uh, Odell Beckham, Von Miller, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey. Which I mean that's true. They are <laughs> that's fantastic. But you know they went and found Cooper Cup in in the draft. You know they get Van Jefferson in the second round. It's not that they—it's not that they hate draft picks. I just don't think they put the same value on a first-round pick uh, as some teams. And, and actually, the, by contrast, the Bengals have transformed themselves uh, with their last two first-round picks. You know, with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow before him. Um, so yeah, contrasting styles certainly something I'm going to uh, be highlighting early in our coverage on Sky Sports on Sunday night because I just think it's—it's it's, at first glance it looks very very different, but then actually. The Bengals loaded their defense with free agents, not very high priced, but they still attacked free agency. And the Rams have had some good depth. Uh, you look at Nick Scott, what's he, a sixth, seventh round draft pick, safety has been making plays uh, in the playoffs. So, yeah, it's a fascinating thing. Um, and I think if I'm a Rams fan, I'm not, we uh, always hear mortgage in the future. Yeah, mortgage in the future. I haven't got a first round pick till 2024. I'm happy with that if I'm a Rams fan. I'm in my second Super Bowl in four years. We've been in the playoffs four out of five years under Sean McVay. There are a, lot t- a lot of fans of a lot of teams would take that.
3: Neil, I just wanted to step away from the game itself tomorrow. Whilst we're looking forward to the game. All the other teams who are not in the playoffs are already preparing for the draft, free agency, and obviously next season. And there's been so many coaches that have found roles as head coach who have come from offensive coordinator positions, including uh, your Dolphins with... Uh, Mike McDaniel's been announced during the week. Um, were you surprised by that decision in the end? And as a Dolphins fan, are you, what are you what are you expecting from the from the change?
1: I mean, he's a he's a uh, one who's come up on the rails really the last few months, and I think he's done a few quite good press conferences in San Francisco, which have uh, made him kind of a hot candidate. Um, I think he fits to tonga lower I think he fits what Miami are trying to do offensively. You know, this is a quarterback league. This is an offensive league. And there is a bias towards um, offensive-minded coaches. I think that's still the case. I think that's that everyone wants their Sean McVay. You know, that's why we've... I mean, look at Sean McVay. He's, what's he, 36 years old? He's got a coaching tree like it's an oak tree. Coaches falling off it left, right and centre. Zach Taylor, um, now Kevin O'Connell's going to go to the Vikings. Everyone's looking for, for that person, um, that leader. I still think there's a place in this game for the Jim Caldwells, the Leslie Fraziers. You, you can't tell me they don't deserve to be head coaches. And so that's a little bit disappointing.
4: Uh, I went for a cup of coffee with Sean McVay once, Neil. So I'm waiting That'd
1: for a coaching gig. You know? That'll do Something you. That's did. all you need. <laughs> that's, that's a cup of coffee. <laughs> Finish the cup and uh, you're in. <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, Neil, you mentioned actually the, the storylines, and look, let's face it in the media, but in the NFL it's a league full of stories, this whole season at times has been like something by Lewis Carroll has been through the looking glass at times we've got the Cinderella Bengals right out of Pygmalion by George Bernard Shaw and you've got the Rams with great expectations by Charles Dickens right here all against your Orwellian backdrop of the, the wider uh, dystopian enterprise, shall we say however, The Super Bowl itself, it's not just one storyline. There's 106 stories of all the players on both sides. There's the practice squad members, the coaches, the families involved. Is there any story that you kind of feel like it's going a little below the radar, but it's particularly piqued your interest or you're particularly interested in
1: seeing the resolution of it this Sunday? Uh, So I think we're, well, actually, I think we're going so top line uh, as media. We will do. We'll look at Matthew Stafford. We'll look at Joe Burrow. Um, and this isn't actually digging that deep, but I love the Eric Weddle story. Yeah. The guy was two years out of football, right? I mean, two years out of football, retired. Raheem Morris says, are you, are you fat or can you come back? Uh, and he's already said, we, I'm going back to my old life as soon as it's done. So, you know, imagine if Weddle comes, you know, comes out of retirement and actually plays pretty well for the Rams, uh, when they need it big, um, and wins the super bowl that that would be uh that would be pretty incredible not as incredible mark as that uh that uh speech you just gave i don't know if you had that written down rehearsed planned auto cue no. whatever fantastic i mean i only know coloring so, books that's, that's the limit of my books
4: so right, you can use it you can use it tomorrow night in the sky coverage now i
1: are definitely going to need an auto cue for that one <laughs> <laughs> i know
0: I'll I'll send over the, the the text after this call. Uh, Neil, we'll uh, we'll obviously hear about you know Sky's coverage on Sunday maybe at the end of this interview. But for me, like I've really found that uh, well, it happens every season now. The the, the coverage for Sky's really went up a year this year from obviously original programming with the, with the Chiefs, but a new studio taking advantage of Zoom. I mean, all these Wi-Fi is a wee bit like Mark's all the odd time. It's, it's great cracking TV. Honorary Irishman Jason Bell joining as well. And you've had people on week in, week out. It's been really good crack. And uh, it's been, I'm say, I am saying I said for you, it's been good fun all year as well.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been really good fun. And um, I think just having a, a wide sort of collection of voices on, on the show has been good. There was a game, uh, one of the playoff rounds, I think we had, like, I was counting it up after we were done, we had like 12 different people. I think it might have been the championship weekend. It was just incredible. Um, Yeah, we just have a lot of fun. You know, we have a lot of fun, and I think we've upped it year on year. Um, Bringing J-Bell in has been an absolute godsend. The man's just a breath of fresh air, and he's just the nicest guy in the world. You sit there watching the games with him. Um, So that's been really good. I've really enjoyed working with Jason. I actually think it's great that we can kind of cross over like that and he can go from the BBC to sky and back again. Um, so I hope we do that a lot more. I love working with Dante Hall, bringing in new people like that. Um, and then of course they get Coach back for the playoffs, which is great, you know, so to have Jeff back, um, has been brilliant. Um, yeah, we have a lot, we have a lot of fun. We do, we do have a, we do have a good laugh in them. It's, um, yeah, people worry about whether we have a sit down or not between, uh, between our fields. We do have chairs, we are in good shape. Don't worry. We get somewhere to sit and watch the games.
2: Neil, um, certainly it is good fun. But another guy who seems to just have fun uh, when he has to, to be professional is Joe Burrow. He just seems to enjoy life, uh, even if he has 300-pound uh, uh, edge rushers come on at him and he gets sacked nine times, or if he's down 21-3 in Arrowhead. Coming back off of that ACL injury, how impressed have you been um, by Joey B or Joe Cool or whatever nickname people are going with him uh, this particular day?
1: I I couldn't be more impressed because you've got the guy here who's so he's been sacked the most in the NFL. He's thrown the second most. I was looking at this all my research coming out now, guys. I'm gonna spew it all out. He's had the second most tight window throws in the NFL, yet he led the league in completion percentage and has thrown more big play touchdown passes than we've seen in a quarter of a century under that much pressure. So that's the physical pressure which he deals with. Then there's the mental pressure of getting a team to a Super Bowl for the first time uh, in 33 years. And I spoke to Burrow this week and he said it's... It means nothing to us. The history, the anvil that has been around the neck. He didn't say that as my words now. The anvil that's been around the neck of the Bengals means nothing to Joe Burrow and this current crop. And I tell you the other thing I like, because I see this way too often, uh, especially with young players and young players who are trying to get to certain levels. I love the the quote he said this week, where he said, uh, work in silence. Don't put your workouts on Instagram why you don't need to have the world know you're working just work just work and i think that's what joe burrow's done um you can't help but root for him this is a tough one right because everyone loves joe burrow and everyone likes him but matthew stafford's been freed from detroit after 12 years and so either way this is everyone's a winner right (laughs) was that a song it was probably a song somewhere (laughs)
3: Neil, <laughs> yeah, another player that was freed only this season was Odell Beckham from Cleveland and when the trade took place, or sorry, when he was released and obviously then picked up by the Rams, everybody felt that he was still up in the air in terms of what his attitude would be like when he came into the Rams and I suppose he probably was fortunate that Robert Woods got injured when he did because he became such a bigger factor in the offense than maybe he would have been when he went in it. Um, are you surprised by the maturity which he showed in the last while? He's been really impactful in the playoffs, but there's something that seems to be different about it, his attitude since he's gone to the Rams.
1: So I've got I've got to know Odell quite well over the last few years, and since he's been in the NFL, and I would say that he wants to be great, and he wants to be remembered as great, and he wants to put in the work, and he does work hard, and then something will happen that kind of lets him down. Then he wants to be great again, and he wants, and so there's times when I've looked and said, ah, oh, Odell, what are you doing? You know, I know you want to be great. And you, 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 talk about your legacy. Well, I think now he's realized this is his best opportunity and that, you know, all the years he's been in the NFL, he hasn't had a chance like this, you know, he's within touching distance of winning a Super Bowl, which is what he always talked about. And I think he's just towed the line. I think he's, I think he's happy there. I think he's probably happier in LA than he is in Cleveland. Um, he's been a growing force hasn't he i mean it's it started out as a kind of nice story and it's like oh odell's catching a couple of touchdowns uh, down near the goal line uh to the point where he's over 100 yards receiving in the nfc championship game so you know this is a this is it's not the odell beckham that we saw as a rookie in the nfl but this is a a very very good number 2 and i tell you what's gone away all the pregame nonsense, right? We don't see any of that with like all the sponsors out there watching Odell doing his one-handed catches. He's just turning up and playing football. That's um I'm, I'm, I'm that was I didn't think that was digging deep enough for my kind of stories that I'm interested in. Um so I, I found, went with it. I? Yeah, I think I went with Eric Weddle, but this one would have been uh, right up there, you know. Odell, can he can he kind of win a Super Bowl now after everything he's been through? And some people won't like how he engineered his way out of Cleveland. I absolutely get that. Um, but I think he's happy and I think he's going to have a chance to fulfill what he's always believed in. That was always his legacy that he wanted to be a Super Bowl champ. Uh, Neil, I'll throw another
4: one at you. Andrew Whitworth, obviously going to the Super Bowl, you know, unbelievably, of course, against the Bengals, uh, somewhat ironically, in some respects. Um, but I won't dwell on him. Just a general question. He's got great footwork. We know Jay Bell from Strictly doesn't have great footwork, but he did uh, indicate to us last year. You can tell him that one. I mean, he was pretty awful. Um, but he did indicate to us because we asked him when he had him on um, who on Strictly was a big NFL fan. Actually, the Super Bowl show last year, we had, of all people, Anton Dubeck on, who, believe it or not, <sighs> is a massive fan of the Washington Commanders and was very good crack. I think the guys will agree. And um, We had a good, good chat with him about his river dance plans for the NFL halftime show. Maybe, maybe don't ask about that, actually. <laughs> but Anton wasn't a name that you would have thought of as an NFL fan. And I'm sure over all your years of covering the NFL, not just on Sky, but with Gridiron, you know, you've been, you know, you been a fan and journalist of the sport for so many years. Who's the most random person that you've come across or has approached you and is like, I love watching you on a Sunday night or, you know, I love the NFL um, and you've just gone, I wouldn't have expected that one.
1: Uh, Wow. That is tough when you think about, uh, probably Graham Gooch. (laughs) Sitting in the makeup room at Sky, (laughs) Goochie came up. I was like, I love watching this every Sunday. I was like, okay, cool. Um, So that was, that would be the first one that comes to mind. I'm more excited about, and I need to know next time. Because I love a bit of Strictly, if I'm honest. I do love a bit of Strictly on a Saturday night. I don't get don't get to go out much on a Saturday, so I'm quite happy watching Strictly. And I do like Anton. I think he's brilliant. So I'd like to know if Anton watches me on a Sunday. I'd like to think he does. He he does because
4: he told us when the results show's coming on, he's already recorded obviously on the Saturday night. So he's back at home and everyone's watching the results, watching Sky and watching the NFL. So oh, there you
1: go. Night made. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> well, we, we've,
0: we've got a couple of things for you, Neil. Some some good news. If you love Strictly, uh, give Sky a shout. They'll They'll take away the Geoblock on RT1 Channel 161. Every Sunday night, Dancing with the Stars. It's the, the Irish equivalent. I'm sure you can watch that there. Also, Neil, a uh, cu- couple of things very quickly, just to wrap up. Uh, love to welcome you to Ireland in the same way we've done Jeff there at the weekend. Maybe Paddy's there, something around that there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the ball. And finally, Neil, obviously, it's been a very busy week in Sky Sports NFL. It's been a very busy season. And... Um, you used to have some show lined up for tomorrow night. Do you want to tell everyone what's going to happen?
1: I do. First of all, yes, please. I'll come to Ireland anytime. time. Uh, always enjoyed the NFL UK lives there. It was fantastic. So let's do it. Um, yes, we're on air at 10 o'clock. Uh, I'm going to be in the London studio uh, with Jeff and Sean Gale. Uh, we're going to have major FOMO, but we're going to be in Arizona tearing it up next year. I promise you uh, we are back next year, but we're going to be in London. Then we've got a position in L.A. where we've got uh, Calais Campbell, so six-time Pro Bowler, uh, NFL Man of the Year. Uh, We've got uh, Warren Moon, so a Hall of Fame quarterback, is going to be next to Calais. uh, Kay Adams is going to do the pregame show from another position in the stadium and will be replaced by Baldy once the game kicks off. And Kirk Cousins joins us for the 90-minute pregame show. So we've got Pro Bowl quarterbacks, Pro Bowl defensive linemen, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, the Queen of Good Morning Football, Jeff, Sean, guys who've lost the Super Bowl in Calais, won a Super Bowl. Uh, oh, and then, yeah, I'll have a go as well. I'll I'll tag along and ask a few questions. Brilliant.
2: An absolutely stellar lineup, Neil. I think uh, that to, to remember all of that is even more impressive than Mark's uh, storytelling hey, you're, ability. You're- you want so, to talk
1: remembering you want to see my script for tomorrow night Crikey.
2: well we want to wish you and the the team there at sky all the very best it. you always do a phenomenal job and just thanks very much for joining us on the irish nfl show
1: always guys always a pleasure thank you